Episode of Seasonal Bounty. Now, you may recall I said the two main things about Seasonal Bounty will be ensuring that you are eating seasonally fresh in-season food and you are exposed to a diet, a diversity of food that is available to you. Now, this comes from an obvious love of food on my behalf, um, which was a professional for some time there, but also has continued on now in my life for a good period and I do enjoy consuming food science media such as can be found in podcasts or even on the ABC iView. If you go and have a look at it now, you'll find at least two programs on there about the food science issues of the day, which are very interesting actually. So today I thought let's just have a little quick look at one of the most fascinating organs of the body and that is the tongue now the tongue is fascinating because it has so many different abilities a single muscle and i think it's the most flexible and one of the strongest muscles in your body now on top you can see all those little taste buds all those little hairy look i think if you have a really close look at them you'd actually see they're more mushroom shaped and on the top of each mushroom are like perforated um, vents now each taste bud and there's not no such thing as a map of taste buds on different parts of your tongue each individual taste bud can taste five different flavors now those we didn't just wake up one day and say i want to taste this i want to taste that no this happened over an evolutionary period of thousands of generations of people so we, we evolved the ability to taste these five tastes for five very specific reasons. So let's have a look at what those tastes are and then let's have a chat about what the, the evolutionary reason for that might be. The first one's uh, pretty straightforward. Sweetness. Yeah, we can taste sweetness. And at the opposite end of the, to sweetness, we can taste sourness. Yep, sweet, sour and kind of a bit sideways, but salty is one we can taste as well. And one of the less palatable ones would be bitter. Okay, which gives a bit of a, causes a bit of a strange reaction. We kind of want to spit out anything and spit it usually, don't we? And the last one is a Japanese word, unami, which was introduced to English language in 1998, I think, uh, as, a ta- as a flavor. And in Japanese, it just means a pleasant, savory flavor which is a good description of it because unami, the best examples of unami would be, unami flavor would be ham or eggs. Both of those have a very pleasant savory flavor. So let's go back and have a little look. Why would we have spent so much evolutionary effort going for each of those particular flavors? Now sweet is probably reasonably straight up for everybody. Well, we know that sweet things do have an easily accessible form of energy. So if you're in your cave and you know you've got to go that day and run down some saber-toothed tigers or whatever, 
you probably want to go make sure you've had a reasonable amount of fruit or something sweet because you're going to burn that energy during the day. So it's nice to know that you have access to energy. So that's why we can taste sweet. Now, sour, that's a bit curious, isn't it? Why do we want to taste sour? Well, it might be the opposite end, wouldn't it? We know that sour things will most likely have very little to no energy or sugar in them. But here's the interesting thing about sour. It can be a little more complex. We don't like really sour things, but we don't. We actually quite enjoy a little bit sour things. Like, you know, can I have my mineral water with a twist or make sure my martini comes with a twist, please? Now, this is how it makes you have a little look at it and think, well, why is it that we don't like really sour things, but we don't mind a little bit sour things? And the best two explanations I've heard is one, it's a good ripeness indicator. So if you take a, you know, sink your teeth into an apple and it's a little bit sour, you might stop and go, you know what? I'm going to leave that apple there on the tree for another couple of weeks yet until it's ready and ripe to eat because I will be able to digest it better and more easily. So a good ripeness indicator. And the other one I've heard that made a lot of sense to me too was the human body cannot make vitamin C unlike a lot of other animals. And vitamin C is essential for our bodily defenses. In fact, I think they make your white blood cells come from vitamin C. But we have to eat it. And the only readily accessible forms of vitamin C are in citrus fruits. So lemon, lime and oranges all contain good amounts of vitamin C. So things that are a little bit bitter, a little bit sour, my apologies, like, you know, a not entirely ripe orange or maybe a, a greenish kind of lemon or a lime, generally speaking, uh, a good indicator that, yes, these things may well contain vitamin C, so it's good to be able to taste just a little bit sour, not a lot sour. Now, um, bitter is a bit different. Now, what I asked the question, is pretty simple, is if you have something that you taste is bitter in your mouth, what is the first thing your body tells you to do? Spit it out. That's what you want to do, isn't it? You're going to spit. Now, why on earth do you think if it tastes something bitter, does your body want you to spit it out as the first thing you do? Because it is defending you. Because quite often bitter things can be poisons, etc., etc. But the weird thing about this is that we do enjoy, eat, enjoy eating some bitter things too. You know, like grapefruit and beer for the men as well so it's not entirely just that we don't like bitter stuff but some bitter stuff too well i guess that is an indication because you know bitter could also be a lot of medicines are bitter like things that are good for you so for example if you ever have bitten an aspirin or a disparin in half you'll know what i mean they are bitter as hell but they can be good for you too so that's the one about bitter now anami is Again, like I said, it's a little odd one, but it's kind of new to us and it's kind of so hard to put your finger on it, but I ask you to refer back to the taste reference I gave you. Ham and eggs. What do they both contain? Protein. And I read somewhere about how when a, a, a biological entity like a plant or a person turns carbohydrates into protein, it creates anami flavors so there you go that's the the five flavors and why we have them and so when you go out and have a bite of anything remember there's only those five flavors in it so i kind of quite like trying to do okay trying to do a little bit of a survey of what have i had there today yeah oh and some of them are just really tricky you know because they just seem so much more complex than that like for example 
Ice cream, how where does that fit in? Because there's no creamy or fatty flavour there, so that must be made out of the other flavour senses, which I, is a little bit of a, a bit of a, a lost point to me at this stage. So if we get back to it, we'll get back to it. All right. Uh, until then, thanks for your time and um, stand by. We'll have another technical fun episode coming up shortly. Thank you. Bye. Bounty of the season, get it into you.